Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Live Mike, episode 67 of this program here on KSL News Radio. Uh, I never predicted that I'd be broadcasting episode 67 from my guest bedroom. Oh, I should be quiet. Uh, I, I, I'm in the guest bedroom, and uh, there's this bed where the guests sleep, obviously, uh, right behind me. And sleeping in the corner is my little cat, Rachel. Uh, I've been impolite this whole time, been shouting into this microphone uh, as I exercise social distancing, doing my part to combat the spread of the coronavirus. Man, I can't wait for this to be over. <laughs> I miss I miss my friends at work. I miss being able to look across the glass uh, and see uh, producer Amy laugh at my corny jokes, or not laugh or sulk or whatever. Uh, but at least I get some kind of reaction. All I have now is again this sleeping cat over in the corner. She doesn't know how to laugh. She hasn't thought I. She hasn't thought I've cracked a funny joke in years. Anyway, we'll get through it. Uh, I'm just doing my part, and I invite you to do the same. Keep washing your hands, maintain that distance, social distancing. That's what's going to get us through this. Let me talk to you uh, for a second. I want to tell you a story from a few years ago. I uh, was a missionary for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints a number of years ago, and I did my time as a missionary down in Mexico. I served in the uh, Guadalajara South Mission. That's uh, just west of... Uh, Mexico City uh, extended all the way from about Guadalajara all the way uh, to the coast, just south of Puerto Vallarta, and a few hours south of that, and you connect those dots, you get a big triangle, covered a number of states there in Mexico, and I have not been back since. I served about 15 years ago, and uh, I have every year just tried to find time to, to get down there. I have these dreams of flying down to Guadalajara, renting a Jeep, and uh, driving around, visiting uh, a lot of the old investigators and friends that I made down there as a missionary. And I finally, uh, just two years ago, I finally had the chance. I finally uh, had time on my hands, a little bit of money in my pocket, and the ability to hop on a plane, fly down to Mexico, rent that Jeep, and do a little driving tour of the places uh, where I used to walk around in my white shirt and tie preaching the gospel. Well... My wife at the time worked for the State Department, and I ran by her my little travel plans. And she said, eh, <laughs> I don't think so. You're not going. And I thought, well, I, that's, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll win this argument. I'll, I'll tell her why. You know, I just need to blah, blah, blah. She said, no, 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 no. You don't understand. It's not me. It's not a concerned uh, wife here that's telling you, you you can't go. It's the State Department. Pull up a map, Lee. And so I did. I pulled up a map, and I saw a map of Mexico. And right there in the middle, there was this big red area. The State Department, it turns out, categorizes uh, regions of the world in one of four categories. One, two, three, and four. 
four is a do not travel advisory. And for federal employees, it's more than an advisory. It's a mandate. And at the time, I was working as a federal government employee. I was uh, prohibited by law from traveling and visiting the portion of Mexico where I uh, used to serve as a missionary. And what uh, earns a region of the world uh, the the Category 4, the red listing, the do not travel uh, advisory? It is when a region of the world... Uh, possesses uh, or is home to such danger that the likelihood of injury is nearly certain and the ability for extraction by the U.S. government is very limited, if not impossible. And those few years ago, uh, when I had intended to travel down to Mexico uh, to visit my old missionary stomping grounds, the likelihood of personal injury was high, and the ability for the United States government to extract me was very, very low. The drug cartels had moved in. That's what happened down there. And I got curious. I wondered, where else in the world do these do-not-travel advisories exist? And so I zoomed out on this map. I saw the red there, uh, which used to be my mission boundaries. And I looked uh, across the rest of the world, and I saw, oh, my gosh, there are uh, portions of warring Africa, North Korea, portions of the Middle East where there is great terrorism and uh, upheaval and civil war and certain danger. The reason I tell you all this is because it has been announced today that the State Department has issued a warning to all American citizens to avoid all international travel due to the coronavirus pandemic. They are using the level four do not travel advisory. That's the highest level. That's the one that uh, was and is still currently, unfortunately, applied to uh, my old mission boundaries. Not going to be able to travel down there. Uh, and that's an unfortunate thing. And now uh, we know that due to the threat of the coronavirus, that it is the advice of the State Department of the United States of America that uh, you and I do not hop on international flights because the risk of danger is high. And the ability for the United States of America to come to our aid while abroad uh, is uncertain. And I will admit that that's a scary thing. But, but, as I've been repeating over and over uh, during this episode of the program and throughout the week and throughout the entire time that we've been facing this coronavirus pandemic, we can get through it. It's going to take following the good advice from places like the CDC and the World Health Organization and the task forces at the federal and state level and our patience and our discipline. And we're going to get through it, and we'll be able to travel freely throughout the world again, and this threat will uh, at one day uh, be mitigated. Uh, I owe you an apology. I told you we were going to talk about uh, presidential politics here during this segment, and <laughs> it was during the commercial break that I saw a tweet announcing that travel ban, and uh, so <laughs> that led me to that little background story, and I've eaten up most of the time available to us to discuss uh, the current situation in presidential politics, specifically on the Democrat side. Let me quick get, quickly get you up to speed. Uh, ABC's Ryan Burrow has been reporting uh, on Vice President Joe Biden earlier this week before uh, the earthquake, <laughs> which shook Utah. Uh, there was a Super Tuesday 3.0, and uh, Joe Biden came out of that victorious. Uh, let me get you caught back up to speed with this report by ABC's Ryan Burrow. 
put Florida, Illinois, and Arizona into Joe Biden's corner as he continues to rack up delegates and extend his lead over Senator Bernie Sanders. We move closer to securing the Democratic Party's nomination for president. But it was not a night of big celebrations. Rather than a rally, the former vice president opted for a live stream to talk about coronavirus. To avoid gatherings of more than 10 people, I'm speaking to you from my home in Wilmington, Delaware. And I hope all of you are staying safe. Biden is now more than halfway to securing the Democratic nomination. Ryan Burrow, ABC News, Chicago. Interestingly, that night, uh, former Vice President Joe Biden appealed to his voters that supported Bernie Sanders uh, to unify with him. Senator Sanders and I may disagree on tactics, but we share a common vision. For the need to provide affordable health care for all Americans, reduce income inequity that has risen so drastically, to tackling the existential threat of our time, climate change. Senator Sanders and his supporters have brought a remarkable passion and tenacity to all of these issues. So what's happening right now is one thing is certain, one thing is uncertain. Well, let me rephrase. Two things are certain, one thing is uncertain. It is a certainty that Joe Biden, former Vice President Joe Biden, is uh, well in the lead. It's all but a foregone conclusion uh, that he will be the Democrats' nominee uh, to seek the presidency, likely going up against Donald Trump here in the near future, uh, head-to-head. Another certainty is that uh, Hawaii Representative Tulsi Gabbard has announced today that she would be ending her presidential campaign, uh, formerly winnowing the 2020 Democratic field to now a two-man race between former Vice President Joe Biden and Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders. Now, if you remember yesterday on this program, in the midst of all the chaos, when the earth was shaking uh, and we were unsure when it would be still and we were unsure what type of damage had befallen us, uh, I, I said something, and it was that Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders had withdrawn from the race. Now, it turns out that I was wrong. That's not the case. It looks like he's going to be withdrawing. Uh, There are a number of indicators as such. He's uh, halted all of his social media advertising. Uh, His campaign seems to be going uh, their various ways. And yet uh, there are those who are saying he is still in the race, very close to the campaign, communications director, as a matter of fact. And the candidate himself just yesterday when asked by a CNN reporter uh, if he was getting out of the race or not, he, uh, while using an obscenity, uh, said, no, listen, we've got things uh, on our plate right now that are more important for this. Uh, We've got an economy to rescue and a pandemic to combat. And he stormed off up the stairs. And so there is uncertainty. Is Bernie Sanders in the race still or not? I don't know the answer, Uh, but I'll stay on it. And once I learn Uh, For certain, I'll share that information with you. We're going to take a break and come back with one final segment. Yesterday, I asked you to share with me your experience as the ground shook underneath your feet. I'm going to share with you uh, some of those voicemails uh, you sent me. There's some touching stories and some fascinating ones, and I'll share them with you next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio.